Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Wednesday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. The topic is, Afterwards You Will Understand. Part 1. We are in the hands of God. Everything that happens to us in some way comes from Him. Consequently, everything is ultimately ordered to our benefit. On that last night, Jesus spent with his disciples. He rose from supper, laid aside his garments, and girded himself with a towel. St. John is the evangelist who has left us the most detailed description of what happened at the Last Supper. Clearly, the events of that night made a deep impression on John. The focus is Christ. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. The apostles are dumbfounded at the self-abasement of the Lord. Then Jesus comes to Peter, who is not disposed to be cooperative. Lord, he says, do you wash my feet? Jesus answers him, What I am doing you do not know now, but afterward you will understand. Peter soon submits to the Lord's ministrations, as do the rest of the apostles. Later, with the coming of the Holy Spirit, Simon will begin to fathom the meaning of that gesture of the Master. He had wanted to teach the pillars of his church that their mission was one of service. What I am doing you do not know now. The same thing that befell Peter may happen to us. We can find it difficult to understand many of the things the Lord permits in our life. Pain, sickness, economic ruin, unemployment, the death of a loved one. Yet God's plans are ordered to our eternal happiness. Our mind can barely make out the most immediate of realities. Shouldn't we put our trust in the Lord, in His loving providence? Are we to trust the Lord only when things are going our way? We are in God's hands. We could never find a safer refuge. The day will come at the end of our life when the Lord will explain His ways to us, down to even the most insignificant occurrences. In the face of every setback, of every failure, of every incomprehensible event and blatant injustice, we should reflect on those consoling words of the Lord, What I am doing you do not know now, but afterward you will understand. Then there will be no resentment or sorrow. Everything that happens to us, in the words of one writer, is foreseen by God and is ordained to His glory and to the salvation of man. If what happens to us is good, God wants it for us. If it is bad, He does not want it for us, but allows it to happen because He respects man's freedom and the order of nature. In such unlikely circumstances, it is nonetheless in God's power to obtain good and advantage for the soul, even bringing it out of evil itself. 
Whenever we find ourselves beset by difficulties, let us say the simple and humble prayer. Lord, you know better. I abandon myself into your hands. You will explain it to me later on. Part 2. Our sense of divine filiation, omnia in bonum. Everything works towards the good. In the reading for today's Mass, St. Paul writes to the first Christians in Rome, We know that in everything God works for good with those who love Him. In the words of St. Jose Maria, Woes, setbacks deriving from one thing or another, can't you see that this is the will of your Father God, who is good and who loves you, loves you personally, more than all the mothers in the world can possibly love their children? Our sense of divine filiation should lead us to discover that we are in the hands of a Father who knows the past, the present, and the future. He has ordered everything for our good, even though His plans may not coincide with our plans of the moment. This realization should help us to be serene, even in times of grave crisis. Let us resolve to follow the advice of St. Peter. Cast all your anxieties on Him, for He cares about you. No one could do a better job of watching out for us. God never makes mistakes. The people we know and love do let us down from time to time. This will never happen with the Lord, who is infinitely wise and all-powerful. Ever mindful of our freedom, He leads us on with gentleness and the firm hand of a Father to our eternal happiness. This is what really matters. Our very faults and sins can be made to contribute to our welfare, since, in the words of St. Augustine, God endures absolutely everything for the benefit of His children. Even those who err and fall by the wayside can receive grace to get it again and make progress in virtue. They will return to the fold humbler and more fitted and ready for the struggle. Contrition helps the soul to have a more profound and trusting love for God. Insofar as we know ourselves to be children of God, life becomes a continual act of thanksgiving. The Holy Spirit will teach us to see even human catastrophe as a divine caress which should move us to gratitude. Thank you, Lord. This is our message to Jesus in moments of illness or bad news. This is how the saints of the church have always reacted to contradiction. This has to be our attitude as well. Again from St. Jose Maria, God is very pleased with those who recognize His goodness by reciting the Te Deum in thanksgiving whenever something out of the ordinary happens, without caring whether it may have been good or bad, as the world reckons these things. For everything comes from the hands of our Father. So though the blow of the chisel may hurt our flesh, it is a sign of love as He smooths off our rough edges and brings us closer to perfection. Part 3. 
confidence in God will not make us passive creatures. We will always use the means that are available to us. Increased confidence in and dependence on God will not diminish our personal responsibility. God does not want us to be lazy or negligent in our duties. We have to do battle with physical or moral evil, using the means available to us. We well know that our struggle itself is pleasing to God, and that it can be the source of many supernatural and human fruits. In the event of sickness, we should accept it and offer it up to God. We should at the same time pursue whatever medical remedy is required, going to see the doctor, resting, taking the appropriate medicines. In the case of injustice, social inequalities, and widespread poverty, we ought to join together with other people of goodwill in order to find practical solutions. We should react in the same way to ignorance and to obvious lack of formation. There could be nothing further from our Christian spirit than passivity in the face of deprivation, suffering, and need. God is our loving Father. He looks after us. He counts on our using our intelligence and common sense. He wants to work through the agency of our fraternal love. He has given us any number of talents which we should not allow to rust in disuse. We can be sanctified even when we apparently meet failure in our life. It may be that in a particular instance we could not have tried any harder. The Lord will readily sanctify these so-called failures, but cannot be expected to bless acts of omission or irresponsibility. Let us resolve to do whatever we see to be necessary in each situation, and then pray, omnia in bonum, whatsoever the results may be. They should help us to love God more, to reinforce our union with Him. Through our divine filiation, we will encounter the protection and the paternal affection which everyone needs and treasures. St. Teresa gives us this advice, distilled from her lifelong experience. Have confidence in Him. Be of good heart, because His Majesty is very solicitous to what you need. Have no fear that you will be lacking anything. When we draw close to the Lord, we can win every battle, even those that appear to have been defeats. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.